Good afternoon, my name is Robert Gibbons. I'm an interviewer for the Brooklyn Public Library uh, Oral History Project. Today is Thursday, <laughs> thank you, August the 9th, 2016. Today we're interviewing Ketri Brown. June. June. 9th. June 9th, 2016, thank you. Um, and today we're interviewing Ketri Brown. Ketriana, welcome to the Oral History Project. What is your Brooklyn story? My Brooklyn story is I was born in Brooklyn on Clifton Place in Brooklyn, New York, and I grew up in Fort Greene, which for the remainder of most of my life, my family still resides there. And my Brooklyn story is that I grew up on Carlton Avenue, where you now have Atlantic Terminal. And I guess my fondest memories of Brooklyn is the way it used to be and my memories. And my memories would be of community and everyone knowing each other and the blocks being beautiful and long. Um, and even though now I think when people think back and they say, oh, Brooklyn used to be um, drugs and all these things, I don't think these people really understand um, community and how important that is, regardless of the circumstances that um, make a neighborhood. Um, so my memories of Brooklyn are good like regardless of whatever story people have about how great it is today. Because I'm, as a Brooklyn resident, I don't feel the greatness. I don't feel any community. I see new things, um, but I don't, I see a deterioration of neighborhoods. That's what I see. I see buildings that are popping up and I see people coming into neighborhoods or what you call a neighborhood, but there's no connectiveness. Um, people don't respect the history of communities of Brooklyn and the people that are there um, that have been there. Um, I have very good memories of going to school in inner city schools in Bed-Stuy, even though I lived in um, Fort Greene. And I think for a person that's um, a senior now, for me to still have memories of Bedford-Stuyvesant, PS305, and Ozzie Davis coming to our uh, auditorium, uh, that's lasted a lifetime. And those are not the experiences that we have when we think of schools now. Uh, you know, you think of people taking their children out of the community and going somewhere else and the rezoning and things that's supposed to make life better. Um, but I think that's something that needs to be rethought. Uh, I believe that it's a lot to be desired um, in Brooklyn now. I think for this, the very reason that people came to Brooklyn, there was a reason and the reason was of its uniqueness the collective fellowship of people, the talent, the struggle, 
Um, these are all significant parts of what brought people to Brooklyn. And I think that that heritage is being forgotten and watered down and stories are being told by other people, but not the people of Brooklyn. Because you can't hardly find any people of Brooklyn anymore unless they're homeless or moved to some other neighborhood um, outside of Brooklyn. So right now, that's, that's what I'm feeling about my Brooklyn story. My Brooklyn story is sad. <laughs> um, I have lots of enlightened, you know, good stories, even if it's about riding my bike in Brooklyn when I was a kid where you actually fixed your own flat and you didn't need a bicycle shop to take it to repair because as a kid in Brooklyn, you knew how to do that. Um, you know, a gas station had uh, icy stand, and I could remember that. I could remember the truck stop on Atlantic Avenue um, and Andre's, the meat packing, you know, where you bought your meat and those kind of things. So now I see Brooklyn with a whole bunch of restaurants, with a whole bunch of people, and you have to walk the neighborhood every month just to see what's new or what's still there, or what's, you know, that used to be there has now been priced out, you know, after 20 or 30 years to, you know, make use of land that's just being given away to developers. And I just see it as sad. And those, that's all I can think of when I think of Brooklyn. Okay, so that's, that's a great start. Um... How would you, if you had a chance, how would you envision a new Brooklyn, a Brooklyn in your own future? What kind of Brooklyn would that Brooklyn be? What, what kind of Brooklyn would that one be? Um, I think that a new Brooklyn, if I could envision it, would have a lot of the old Brooklyn, as far as, you know, you would have, you would care about the people in the community and you would not let it be um, decomposed for the use of, what do you call it, um, eminent domain. So that, you know, you would allow other people to come in and make it what they saw it as. When I look around in Brooklyn now, I see the future and I see people coming uh, 20 years from now and looking at the architecture and saying like, what the heck were these people thinking about? There is no beauty, there's no thought. It's just buildings. They're like straight and edgy. It's, they're just tall buildings that compromise Brooklyn. So in my envision, I just did Jane's Walk, which is a part of Jane Jacobs. And you know, it's a part of what her vision was for there to be parks and community. So I don't think that that should ever disappear. So, and that's what's happening. So in order to make it better, I think that, you know, people would have to really listen to the people in the community and take their advice and recognize that what they say, you know, should make a difference. And it shouldn't be about politicians and zoning and, you know, following the money and you know what somebody else that just moved here from another country 
that just happened to have money and thought, you know, it was a good idea to put a big building up and then call it, um, you know, have a couple of buildings for low income, as they say. Um, in order to make Brooklyn better, I just think that somebody needs to listen and preserve what's already there or what's left of it and have mixed use, not mixed land use for developers, but mixed land use of old buildings um, revitalized maybe by the residents of those communities and not let further deterioration of areas that are not deemed um, popular because of certain ethnic people that live there and preserve those communities, um, you know, and their history and their culture. You know, you can't like just close up everything and, and put a restaurant and call it a neighborhood because that's not what makes a neighborhood. So in order to make it better, I think you need to keep some of Brooklyn and stop going from borough to borough calling it the, the new Brooklyn because it's only one Brooklyn. And I know the new Brooklyn now is <laughs> Newark, the last time I heard, and then once we were the new Manhattan. So if we keep becoming another borough, then why do we exist? Brooklyn has something to offer. Brooklyn is one of the most precious and special places I can think of. Um, but I, I just see it leaving every day. You speak to a very, very important point. You speak to a point that's a part of this whole mission of the oral history project, and that's gentrification. What do you have to say about gentrification in Brooklyn? Um, I think that w when you say gentrification, yes. I don't what think. What does it mean to you? What it, it doesn't mean that much to me because I have found that when I go to neighborhood meetings and people, it's about gentrification. As a Brooklyn resident, it's not gentrification for me. Uh, it's the new gentrification. And the new gentrification speaks to people that moved here 20 years ago or in the past 15 years, and it was affordable, and they, they, they bought properties, and now they can't afford the, they can't even afford the real estate taxes. So it's their problems. Or it's the problems with the artists in Bushwick that moved and their complaint is that they moved to a neighborhood that was undesirable and they brought it up and now they're being forced out. So that when I hear gentrification, that's what I hear. I don't hear we you don't even get to what you would have to define now is the new gentrification and the old gentrification. Um, I don't know why you have to have gentrification when you think of things like, you know, there's making things better. I don't think that a city should be allowed not to have um, the same necessities that are enforced when uh, you gentrify. I think you should always have security. I think you should always have um, proper use of parks and gardens for any particular uh, diverse group that lives already in the neighborhood. So I just think that um, it's a lot to be said about government and you know things that are for the people, by the people. I don't understand that anymore. I just think that you know um, people need to wake up and realize the importance 
of communities because you can have all the luxury buildings you want now, but in another 20 years, you'll have empty buildings and people that left. And then you'll have eminent domain again for another generation. And you can have another new gentrification. So it's a vicious cycle and people need to wake up and realize what a community is and preserve Brooklyn. I think you gave a very, I think you were giving a very um, forceful interview. I think it was very powerful. One last question, Katriana. That question is, what would you like for us to remember and for us to reflect on about your building, about your Brooklyn story? Well, depending on who you are. If you're a new person that just moved to Brooklyn and you hear this story, I would like you to research the neighborhood that you moved into and know what it was that you liked about that neighborhood before you came and, and respect the culture of that neighborhood and not to inflict you know, new ideas on what you think without knowing the history of a neighborhood. And I would just like our community council people and to really think hard when they're um, going to community meetings and from what I can see on TV, not listening to the people once they state what they would want. And you know, you do a vote and it still goes against the people. Think again why you're in office and who are the people you serve and why. And if it's not for the people, then I just would want them to rethink and maybe get out of office. And, and like I said, the people that moved to Brooklyn, I would like them to say hello because we are hello Brooklyn not walk around with your cell phone and ignore people and everything around you. You know, we speak to each other. We say, how are you? So when somebody speaks, look up and say hello. Yeah, so I, I want it to be hello Brooklyn, like our slogan, and for it not to be just a slogan.